Okay, so it still says it's setting up for the live stream, but this happened last time and it was already going. My God, wouldn't that be crazy if I just like ventriloquisted myself like that? So I <laughs> talk about, oh man, can never be just normal starting these videos. Um, I want to talk about emotions, processing emotions specifically, and I will probably get into some stuff about pleasure and stuff like that. Um, but I want to let you know how I think about emotions because I think it's super, super helpful. And I was just talking to a neighbor of mine for like hours, um, just like ran into him walking down um, my driveway. And yeah, we started talking about this that I'm going to talk to you about today. And his mind was like completely blown. And so I'm hoping that it can help you as well. Um, I am in a way, I would say, a queen of processing emotions. And I give myself that title because I've become really, really good at like getting out of hard emotions by completely accepting the hard emotions. Like that's how that's how you do it. And I've become really good at it. And it's like one of my superpowers, I think, and something that is super valuable. Um, for example, if I wake up in a bad mood, like, I don't know, 15 minutes later, I'm totally fine. If some shit goes down during my day that really fucking pisses me off, 15, 20 minutes later, I'm fine. And it's because of these practices I have. And I'm not saying that like every time, hi, beauty. <laughs> um, Maria's here. I'm not saying that every time, like if I'm dealing with some like serious trauma or some shit is really going down, I'm not saying that like, I only need 15 minutes to sift through everything. It's obviously individual to the circumstance, but when it comes to general stuff in life, like yeah, just shit that makes you feel like shit or you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Um, I just am so like, I don't know, like in control of my emotions because I've learned to how to process them. And so it's cool. I kind of don't have like fully bad days. So oh my God, you're cool, Maria. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> love it. Love my girls. So I think of emotions as parts. And as the title shows, I said something about like creatures, emotions being like creatures. Um, and that's actually a term my friend Riley Baxter used that I was like, yeah, creatures. So I definitely want to give her credit on that. Um, I think of it like this instead of seeing myself as like one singular organism emotionally, um, which can become very confusing because like there can be 
such like a soup of emotions going on. Like I often don't feel just one emotion. I have, you know, an intuition that most people, if not all people feel like a soup of emotions when they feel emotion. Even if you feel like sadness is the predominant emotion, or that's like the label you're putting on, like the various sensations that you're feeling in your body, there's usually like, you know, beyond the sadness, there might be some anger, there might be tones of grief, there might be um, frustration. I mean, it could be literally any combination of any emotion and or any emotions so I think of it like this instead of seeing myself as like one singular unit I see my emotions as different parts of me so I see these different parts of me as having pretty distinct desires and even personalities so it's um you know I hear this sometimes where it's like this theory is a little bit akin to like, or a lot akin to like disassociative personality disorder, but that is something completely different. I'm talking about just seeing these parts inside of you as the um, unique kind of like individuals as they are based on the timeline of your life. So for example, if I have or harbor some anger, towards my dad, let's say, that can be traced back to specific points in my childhood that I've like carried with me. And that part has like, you know, has the ability to grow if I feed and nourish it throughout time by like reinforcing these beliefs. Um, and I also think about like, for another example, if I have resistance towards tasks, I can trace that back to some aspect of potentially my genealogy. Um, and not all of this stuff is traceable and we'll get into this because you don't have to know the why of how you feel a certain way to process it. It's just like not necessary at all to know why because we have an unconscious and a conscious mind, right? Your unconscious contains so many more bits of information than your conscious mind does. And we have to really kind of turn our attention towards like trusting that anything we feel and any part that we have inside of us that is like expressing itself just wants to be heard and witnessed and is ultimately just really innocent. Like I see our truest selves as like deeply innocent we're just trying to survive we're just trying to get by we're trying to do what we need to do to keep ourselves safe and protect ourselves and oftentimes that can come out as like anger um and like being mean to other people or even being violent with other people but ultimately like all of these parts are attempting to be approved of and maybe don't feel approved of these parts are attempting to be witnessed and maybe don't feel witnessed these parts are wanting to be seen, but maybe you're casting them into the shadows because you think it's too shameful to reveal these parts of yourself. And what I've found with my own like practices when it comes to emotional processing and, you know, just deep diving into myself and how I experience reality is that, oh my God, I lost my train of thought. Doesn't matter. So when I think of parts I think about how there can be so many ways to 
envision and feel into this. You have the parts of you that are your emotions. So yeah, things like anger and sadness and joy and whatever the fuck, right? And then you have the reasons why at any given moment you could feel that way or kind of what that's attached to. And I see those as all different parts. So for example, if you you have anger, like my example before, at your dad, that's one part. If you have anger at your mom, that could be another part. If you have anger at the world, that's another part of you. If you have anger at, you know, your job situation, that's another part of you. And all of these things are completely interrelated and interconnected. But I think it's helpful to see that even if you have like an experience of one emotion, you can still identify all these different parts of you. And so I think about when it comes to whatever I'm feeling. So what I'll do is I will basically ask myself, okay, how am I feeling right now? I'll identify the feeling. I will identify maybe a couple of words that feel correct or at least right enough about what emotions I'm feeling. And then I will ask myself, where does this, let's take fear, live in my body? This specific part of me that fears this specific thing in my life. Or if you don't know specificity, just I'm feeling fear or naming the sensation first. Because again, sometimes you don't know what you're feeling and you can't really identify it. And so you want to go to the sensation. So whether it's the sensation first, the identification of the sensation, which on that level, it's like feeling glitter underneath your skin or your stomach feels twisted. Um, you know, your shoulders have this like sharp pain in them. Um, your head feels heavy, right? Those are sensations. And the emotions, of course, are like the labeling, the fear, the joy, the um, anger. So you can start in either place. You can start at the labeling of the emotions, or you can start at the sensation level, it doesn't matter. So you wanna take time to ask yourself, okay, where does this live in your in my body? And what I like to do a lot is I like to ask like my deep inner self slash my spirit guides, which I, is the same thing in my um, spiritual belief system. Ask myself, like, where does this live in my body? And like, can you show me? you know, talking to my deep inner self slash my spirit guides. Can you show me what I need to see? Can you show me where this exists in my body? And sometimes I even like to go to a place of, can you show me when is the first time in my life that I've experienced this same sensation or emotion? And that's kind of a deeper process, maybe for another time where you're kind of doing like inner child stuff. But you're going to ask yourself and you're just going to wait for the response. And I want to say here that it is a skill to build self-trust in this way, because what you're going to get are these like intuitive hits 
of like, oh, it lives in my stomach or maybe in like my right arm or like in my intestines or like whatever. And you're just going to go with it. You're just going to go with it because any um, kind of signals or answers that you're getting from your body, they're going to be imperfect. That's not the point. Emotions are fucking messy and you're dealing with like a chaotic, messy force. So you're just going to trust that whatever answers you get from your deep inner self are perfect. You're going to go with it. So the next thing you're going to do here after you have either identified the emotion, the emotions, and or the sensations, and ultimately you want to do both if both are available to you. And you are going to literally just repeat this affirmation to yourself. It makes sense why I feel this way for reasons known and unknown to me. And this is, I made this up myself. And this is like my favorite mantra I've created because it touches on your unconscious experience, which is unknown to you. Sometimes we don't fucking know why we feel the way we feel. Sometimes we feel depressed for no reason that we understand. Sometimes we feel sparks of anger for reasons that we're like, what the fuck was that? You know, like the emotional world is not necessarily meant to be fully understood by the rational conscious mind. There's so much more at play in your unconscious mind. And so it makes sense why I feel the way I do for reasons known and unknown to me. The known reasons that we're talking about, again, are the conscious reasons that you're like, oh, well, yeah, this thing happened. So like, it makes sense why I feel that way, right? But you're also pinpointing and acknowledging the reasons that may be unknown to your conscious mind that still have validity, actually an incredible amount of validity. Um, and yeah, so it makes sense why I feel the way I feel for reasons known and unknown to me. So you are just validating your experience, whatever it is. It does not matter what it is. And this is how we like can unshame these parts of ourselves that are so attached to like the rational mind and to the narratives. And oh, I should feel this way and I should be this way. And it's like, no, how you should be is just how you are because it's what you're experiencing and your experience is valid. And trying to, you know, have any kind of shame towards yourself about how you feel is automatically going to shut the processing cycle down and you're just going to continue to feel shitty for a long time. Um, so yeah, shame just like muddies up the processing experience. So if you want to get out of an emotion, do not shame yourself for it or practice the skill of allowing and validating your experience as making sense. Okay. Your parts, the parts of you that are experiencing all the things that you're experiencing, whether they're separate parts or whether it's, you know, the same part that's experiencing the thing, um, you, your parts are having a reaction 
to life and all of its parts. So that's obviously why we have emotions in the first place. We are having a reaction to our circumstance, whatever that may be. And yeah, it's valid, whatever you feel, totally valid, I promise. Even if you think it's like a crazy overreaction, it makes sense for reasons known and unknown to you. And that's what we wanna practice. So, okay, I have notes here. Um, so when we sit with and in the body, so you can do this in like a couple minutes in a meditation practice, um, shining light on your shadows, that's what this is. It's just shining light on those parts of you that are really trying to be heard and witnessed by you and maybe by other people that you're just not giving space to because you think it's not valid. It, you know, I'm overreacting. Um, doesn't make sense why I feel this way. And that, that's how we get into this cycle of like suppressing our emotional experience and shaming ourselves and, and staying in this cycle of like just feeling kind of shitty all the time. Um, so when you shine a light on these sensations and on these emotions and you validate them, you may notice that the sensation or the emotion starts to change just by doing that. There might be a shift in the sensation aspect of it. Like for example, if your stomach was twisted because you felt fear, you might notice that just directing and focusing your energy at that twisted sensation in your body by using the focus and the power of your meditative mind and just kind of leaning into the sensation instead of leaning away, giving it your undivided attention for just a moment, breathing into it, you know, whatever, however you focus on something in your body, you might tap it if you have like a hard time relating to your body and feeling sensations, you might like bring attention to different areas of your body and like see where the tension is um, associated with the emotion. And yeah, you might notice that it starts to already change. Like you might notice that maybe the tightness becomes tighter. Maybe it starts to feel like, oh, it doesn't feel like twisting anymore. It feels like, like a tube that has like holes in it through my body or you know the um, tightness in my chest now feels like some static electricity towards my heart so you you might notice that there's a shifting but it it doesn't have to shift it that's not required for this stage of it but if you do notice a shifting just tune into it and continue to ask yourself Hey, show me what I need to see. Um, you can even use phrases like, okay, like, I'm not scared of the sensation. Like, I like to use the phrase, like, it's just sensation. Like, I can hold sensation. Like, sensation is what's under emotions, and I can hold sensation. I can experience any sensation. 
no matter how uncomfortable, it's still just in my body and I'm just experiencing it and I just have to sit with it. That's literally all I have to do. It's like actually not that big of a deal. It's not as big of a deal as our thinking mind tries to make it. Our thinking mind does everything it can to resist the sensations, to numb them, to run away from them. And it's just not necessary. Like when you actually build the skill of connecting with these sensations in your body, you're like, oh, it's actually kind of an interesting sensation. It's kind of thrilling. It's kind of exciting. It's kind of fascinating. It's kind of weird. It's kind of funny. Like we don't need as much numbing as our rational conscious mind thinks that we do. It's just sensation. You can feel all the sensation. You can hold it. And the thing is, it always changes. Like it never stays the same. Emotions by nature are fleeting. It's like weather. They come. And if you like try to hold on to them so much by just like shaming your experience and telling yourself you're a piece of shit and you know you shouldn't feel what you feel and it doesn't make sense that you feel what you feel and blah 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 you're literally just holding on to the to the feeling and to the sensation so like weather I think of it like all right yeah you know I'm feeling a thing feeling some sensations in my body feeling really uncomfortable I feel xyz and it makes sense I may not completely consciously understand exactly what I'm feeling or why I'm feeling it, but it definitely makes sense because I'm a human and every part of me makes sense, even if I don't consciously understand it. You give it space to move. Like the shame just like cuts it off, cuts off the movement or like builds walls around the the emotions and the sensations so you're just letting the emotion move and as you're shining a light on it by literally just focusing on it in your body you are giving it space giving it a loving witness and giving it a voice so this is the next part desire what does that part of you desire and you're just gonna ask yourself and you're just gonna notice what comes up. And again, this is an exercise in self-trust, which is a skill to build. So don't worry if it's like hard at first. This is also really great to do with a coach like myself. So yeah. When you are at the phase of feeling into the sensation, you've located it, in some way, shape, or form. Again, doesn't have to be perfect. Um, you might not feel much. You might feel numb, which is also a sensation. Numbness is part of it. And that's great. And that's fine. None of it is better or worse than anything else. There are no dichotomies here. So when you shine a light on that emotion or the set of emotions or the sensations, you are going to ask the sensation as if it is a separate entity from you and this is where the part work parts work comes in really strongly <clears throat> the personification 
of your different emotions and your different sensations in your body, you're going to imagine this part is a separate entity that has its own wants, desires, and needs that are different than what your conscious thinking mind wants, desires, and needs. <clears throat> Man, I need to drink water. And you are going to ask that sensation and that emotion what it deeply desires. And you are going to wait for any inkling of a response. And if nothing comes up, that is perfectly valid as well. So you're going to ask it what it desires. And then you might go a level deeper and you might ask it what it deeply desires what it secretly desires, what it desires, but it's too afraid to talk about because maybe it's taboo or it's gross or it's weird or it's shameful. So you're gonna really get into it with this part of you and you're gonna see where it takes you. And I recommend journaling, like you can write out the answers, you can free journal, just truly letting your pen just write and write and write nonstop. So you're not like thinking, overthinking about what you're writing. You are just literally writing what this part of you desires as if that part of you is in control of your hand. Um, and then after you go through this process, I encourage you to move your body if that is available to you. So something like shaking your body for three minutes to a song. There's a really good short, like five minute shaking practice on YouTube. That's by Kim Eng, E-N-G. Um, you can dance to a song. You can go outside and just like briskly walk for a couple of minutes. You can jump up and down. Um, yeah, something that just gets the body moving a little bit because what happens with strong emotions, <clears throat> especially ones like anger and fear, is they're causing an uptick in adrenaline in your body, anxiety too, right? There are lots of emotions like this. And when you get in like a surge of adrenaline and your cortisol levels go up too, your body is basically um, signaling to your mind that there is a threat present, like your physical safety is threatened and it's gonna cause a fight, flight, freeze or fawn response, a stress response. And so in order to complete the stress cycle, so you, you might feel the anger rising, just have no idea what the fuck to do with it. We'll go through the cycle, right? Focus on it feel it, notice it, ask it what it desires. You're still going to have like your blood rushes to your extremities. Um, your vision focuses, actually it, um, it widens, right? So you can see more of your surroundings if there's a threat going on, right? Um, You've all of these processes, blood is routed, you know, from your stomach and your intestines to your extremities, like you're preparing to run or fight. And so you're going to have this like energy, this, this excess energy in your body that's preparing for these primal 
instinctual responses. And the shaking or the dancing is able to complete that stress cycle to get you back to a place of feeling actually safe and peaceful and relaxed and relieved in your body. And this is just a side note. Actually, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> I tend to rant. And so I'm not going to do that today. Um, already have. already have. This whole thing was a rant. I hope that was helpful, though. And let me know if you have questions. Um, yeah, and try it out. And remember that it's a skill to build. It's not something um, that you, you know, you might just like get completely first try. There's going to be hiccups and there are going to be times when it doesn't seem like it works at all. But um, yeah, this is my process and it now works, I don't know, pretty much every time for me um, to process emotions. And if there's any emotion left over after this process, it's just accepting that. Like, it's okay to feel shitty. We have such a um, weird mindset thing in Western society and probably most other societies at this point um, that are like Western influenced that like we need to always be happy and feel good. Like, what is that? That's like such a weird like it makes sense why like that's a, a value we hold high um, because it sucks to feel bad and it's great to feel good. But yet like the human experience is filled with circumstances that can cause all kinds of suffering and trauma in us and it happens every day all the time. And um, yeah, if you're tuned in at all to what's going on and not completely numb to your life and your feelings and events in the world, you're going to feel a lot of bad shit. And so it's it's not about um, not feeling bad shit. It's changing your orientation and relationship to the sensations that are causing you to feel uncomfortable or causing negative emotions. It's about like radically accepting the absolute truth that being a human is kind of a shit show. And really accepting that that's our experience. Um, yeah, it's like one of my mentors, Layla Bernhardt said, like, life is ravaging, like it's gonna ravage you. And so that's not like a choice, like you're gonna be ravaged and fucked up by life. But it's the orientation to the ravaging that really matters. It's your reaction to the fact that life is suffering, that really matters and is gonna I don't know, carve out your path for life. So hope this is helpful and that's it. Okay, bye.